Welcome to Hunger Club, the Monday online Bible study of the Feast Makati District. I'm Risa Singson Kaupeng, Editor-in-Chief of the Feast Magazine. Let's satisfy our hunger with God's Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we thank you for another Monday. We thank you, Lord God, for every start of anything, the new week, the new day, the new normal, the new month. Lord, we pray that you may evermore make your presence felt in our lives, in our hearts, Lord, in the things that are happening in our world today. There are many things we don't understand, Lord, but we are sure that you are there you are in control, and you never lose control. So we thank you, Lord. We pray that during this Hunger Club, you may speak to us powerfully, that the people who need to hear this message may find this message, Lord God. And we thank you, even now, Lord God, for the personal message that you will give to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So we have a very interesting title, and our title is, I Love You 11,000. You know, my schedule for 2020 was filled with trips. I had so many trips lined up for 2020 that I had to spend the last day of 2019 just mapping out my entire year and um, scheduling all my trips. In April, I was supposed to be in LA. In June, I was supposed to be in Spain and Portugal. And then last week, I was supposed to be in Melbourne. And I still have a few other trips that I know won't push through till the end of the year. And you know, when I was thinking about every time I see my um, schedule and I see that I'm supposed to be somewhere you know, in the world on this day, I remember this passage from James 4, verse 13. Look here, you who say, today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year, we will do business there and make a profit. How do you know that your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while and then it's gone. What you ought to say is if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Imagine, my gosh, who would have thought we would be in this spot, this whole mess, just overnight. You know, who would ever have thought that we'd end up where the pandemic has brought us today? Just months before, everything was, for many of you, maybe life was going great, um, your job was going great, your career was picking up, or your business, and then all of a sudden, who the world just stands still, and it's like your life just falls apart. We never plan for messes in our lives. I sure don't. When I make my plans for the new year, I never put in, okay, in March, this bad thing will happen to me. By this month, maybe I'll get diagnosed with this sickness. We never plan for messes in our lives. Look back at how you planned your life. If we were script writers for a telenovela or for K-dramas, walang manonood ng series natin. Nobody would watch our show. Why? Because it would be so boring. It would have no conflict. There would be no growth. There would be no victory. There would be no contrabida to be defeated. You know, no good characteristics to be upheld and to be affirmed. But 
God is the best script writer. He's the best planner. I'm a writer. Ang ganda na sana ng sulat ng buhay ko, ng love life ko eh. Except that God didn't cooperate. He had his own plans, which now I see, of course, turned out to be so much better than mine. What does uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 say? Gasgas na gasgas na to. You know, we know this passage so well. Let me read from the Message Bible version just so we get a different feel of this passage. Um, this is God speaking and he says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out plans to take care of you not abandon you plans to give you the future you hope for when things don't go our way we feel like oh my gosh the world is careening out of control god what are you doing why are you doing this to me but God is speaking this promise to each and every one of you. No matter what's happening in your life right now, this is one of the beautiful promises that we can claim from the Lord. And today, I want to talk about the gifts that trials bring into our lives. Because, again, we don't plan for trials. We don't like difficulties. We don't like tripping. We don't like falling over. But there are beautiful gifts that trials bring. So I want to dissect with you this passage from 1 Peter 1 verse 7. It says, These trials will show that your faith is genuine, it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. I want you to underline that in your Bible because later on, you know, maybe you want to go back to that. First Peter 1 verse 7. So the first gift that trials bring is number one, trials bring truth. Trials bring truth. Sabi dito, the first part of that verse says, these trials will show you that your faith is genuine. Trials reveal what is true, what is genuine, what is lasting. It has a way of weeding out the non-essentials in our lives, the things that take up our time and our affections that don't really matter. Example, yesterday, a friend experienced one of the greatest, for me, it's one of the greatest tragedies anyone could experience in their life. Their entire house burnt down as if the pandemic was not enough, diba? as if all the stresses that we're going through was not enough. Her entire house is gutted to the ground. Walang natira. Escape just with the shirt on their back and thankfully her bag. I always say, you know, reality is stranger than fiction. Diba? Kasi parang feeling mo, wow, parang namang telenovela, parang namang k-drama. Yeah, but it's eerier. It's weirder when it happens in real life because, wow, it really does happen. But I was so uplifted by her FB post because she was thanking God that even though she lost everything, their family lost everything, she said none of them were hurt. They escaped with their lives and all members of her family are okay. Even if that terrible fire lapped up their practically their neighborhood. You see, when trials come, it just shows you what is true, what is not, what you can do without, and what you really need, what is really important. I'm saying this again, you know, this pandemic has made us realize that many of the things we've been running after in our lives and those things that we've prioritized 
before that as must-haves and can't do without were actually things, the first things to go. Just think about it, diba? Oh, I shouldn't have bought that car, you know? <laughs> People spent on so much, you know? I don't know what you spent on last year, but, you know, I shouldn't have bought that new car because look at it now, it's parked in the garage and nobody's using it, you know? There's nowhere to go. You know, the accomplishments, the, I don't know, maybe the, the shoes, the bags, the positions, the accomplishments, the trips, you know, the parties, the stuff that made up our lives. Where are they now? They're, wow, they're gone. They're gathering dust. They're suspended. They're irrelevant in our world today. And so trials bring out the truth that what is genuine, um, what really matters. Second thing, trials bring treasures. Again, from the passage that we read from 1 Peter 1 verse 7, it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, our faith is tested whenever we go through trials. And what happens is the precious um, surfaced without the vile. Our trials bring out the purest gold in us. I want to uh, explain this to you in a, in a very practical way. You know, my eldest sister is a doctor. She is an ob and, um, you know, my memory of her was that she was never able to join us for anything when she was in med school. She didn't have time for hobbies. She was just always studying. She was always puyat. We couldn't make noise in the house because she was always studying. Whenever those few times that our family would eat out, she couldn't come. If there was a party, if there was a birthday, she was always never there. Why? Because she was always studying. And, you know, she um, had a boyfriend in those days, but she didn't have time to date her boyfriend. So the boyfriend, her boyfriend would come to the house and she would go down and say hi to him. And after a few minutes, she has to go back and study. And who will the boyfriend go out with? He would take me. <laughs> he would take, I was a twin that I was maybe 12, 13 years old. But after mag-usap sila nung sister ko, the boyfriend and I would go out and the boyfriend was pa edad na. We would watch a movie together and then he would bring me Coney Island pa yung ice cream non. He would take me to Coney Island and he'd treat me to ice cream and then he'd bring me home. Imagine ko awa naman her boyfriend. He would have to take the baby sister of his, <laughs> of his girlfriend. But it was like that for many, many, many years because she was just studying and studying and studying. By the way, that boyfriend had a two-seater um, sports car. So I would be there, you know, this uh, tween sitting in the two-seater and going out with this guy. It was funny. Anyway, no wonder uh, my sister didn't end up with him. The guy probably got sick of dating uh, a child. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, all that trial of going to med school, all the tests and the exams that she studied for and endured, it all held a treasure because of all that difficulty that she went through to become a doctor. Among the six of us siblings, she's the one now, she's the one who earns the most. I mean, now she's not just an ob she's a robotic surgeon. She's one of maybe a handful of robotic surgeons in the Philippines. All this for her to reach that level, she had to go through so many tests and exams and board exams. And the reason why she earns so much is because 
literally and figuratively, she's gone through a lot of tests. And it's the same for us. It just surfaces. It just surfaces gold in us. Third gift that trials bring is that trials bring forth our testimonies. Again, going back to that passage in 1 Peter 1 verse 7, Sabina, so when your faith remains strong, through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. These trials bring forth our testimony. In other words, when we go through trials, pinapaganda ni Lord ang kwento ng buhay natin. Have you heard of a saint named Saint Mark Zhichangchang? Zhichangchang, okay? <laughs> So anyway, this saint is Chinese, and I read his story from a reflection written by Jim Manny. Let me just read part of the story of this saint. Saint Mark Zhishang Tiangqiang, a Chinese layman who was murdered in 1900, along with dozens of other Catholics in his village. There was a vicious persecution of Christians happening during those times. They call it the Boxer Rebellion. But that's not the unusual thing, you know, about this saint and his other companions who were murdered and martyred for their faith. The church has canonized many of these saints, many martyrs, including many Chinese martyrs. But what's unusual about St. Mark is that he was an opium addict. He was a drug addict. And this drug addict was barred from receiving the sacraments for the last 30 years of his life. He was not a drug addict who got converted. No, even up to the end of his life, he was a drug addict. He was an opium addict. And he couldn't receive communion because the church banned him, because the church knew that and his neighbors knew that he was an addict. So he couldn't receive communion because his addiction was sinful and scandalous. So he would pray and he would struggle against his drug addiction, but he would keep on falling. But, you know, the amazing thing is he remained a Catholic. And during his trial, when he was given a chance to renounce his faith, in exchange for his life, wow, he refused. He stood up for his Catholic faith. And the story goes that he was singing the litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary as he was led to his execution. And because of that, Mark Ji Changshang is a saint. Wow. You know, when I read that, I said, Kung kaya ng addict, kaya ko din. If an addict can become a saint, then all of us can become saints. Kapit lang hanggang dulo. His story became so much more beautiful and memorable because of his struggle with addiction. So our trials bring forth our testimonies. Kumaganda yung kwento ng buhay natin. You know, I remember, of course, I'm a writer and I Parang trying to imagine, wow, how will my proposal be like when my boyfriend will propose to me? Ano kayang fantastic proposal that he will do? Well, let me tell you, if you haven't read my books, let me tell you how my husband, now he was my boyfriend, then let me tell you how he proposed to me. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He just said one day, he said, okay, let's plan for the wedding. Na. Ganun lang. And I looked at him and I said, what? 
You're not going to go down on one knee. You're not going to, you know, give me a ring. You're not going to, you know, have a, a mob, <laughs> you know, a, a mob a proposal. Wala. Sabi ko, if you don't do that, what will, I, what will I write in my book? You know, what story can I tell? Anong kwento ang masasabi ko? How can I just say that you just said, oh, tara, just plan for the wedding, you know? He didn't even have a ring. <laughs> but that's what went into my book. That's, that's the proposal story that you will read in my book. So trials bring forth our testimony. Number four, gift that trials bring is that trials bring transformation. And let's read from 1 Peter 4, verse 12. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his sufferings so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. Wow, that's a, you know, that's a mouthful to read. Again, I want you to find this in your Bible in 1 Peter 4. That's 1 Peter 4, 12 to 13. I want you to color it so that you can read it. And then it jumps to verse 19. I want you to color it and read it later on again. Disasters can lead you to your destiny. If you are one of those people who are, you know, struggling right now with your job, with your income stream, with your family, with oh, everything, with your, with your business, everything that's going on with your health, disasters can lead you to your destiny. Let me tell you the story of Pearl Harbor. Disclaimer, I was not yet alive during World War II, okay? <laughs> and um, I'm sure some of you have watched the movie with Ben Affleck. Before the Japanese attacked Hawaii, Okay, and this is not in the movie. I don't remember if it was in the movie. But I watched this in a documentary on Pearl Harbor or on World War II. Before the Japanese attacked Hawaii, America's participation in the war was just supplying. They were just supplying equipment to England. They were not directly involved in military conflict. I didn't know that. I thought the U.S. had always been involved in World War II. But the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor thinking that they could cripple the Pacific area, you know, the Pacific fleet, and be able to attack. But after the attack that killed 2,403 Americans, injured 1,200 more, and sank four battleships of the U.S., the United States officially was thrust into World War II. And the Japanese, of course, this was a calculated move. They assessed if they hit Pearl Harbor, it would take maybe six months before the U.S. could get its Pacific fleet back on its feet. But in record time, just under two weeks, just under two weeks, three out of the eight battleships that were hit were back in service. And the U.S. Army at that time, which was smaller than the Army of Yugoslavia, in two years, it would become the world's greatest military power. What the enemy intended as a death blow 
turned America into a superpower and changed the course of history. They woke up a sleeping giant. They woke up a sleeping giant. And you know, the title of our talk, the title of our teaching tonight came from a post by Tina Marasigan. She's a beauty queen. Many of you know her as a news anchor from DZMM Teleradio. This was her post last week. I read this. She shared this with us on our thread. And she said, just like the Infinity War, for those of you who are Avengers fans, just like the Infinity War, nalalagasan kami unti-unti. Mahirap para sa mga nawala, mahirap din para sa mga natira. Pero katulad din ng Infinity War, sa isang pitik, mababawi rin namin ang lahat. Mababawi rin namin ang lahat. And then she ends her post, I love you, 11,000. For those of you who've watched the Infinity War and the Endgame, there's a scene there where the child of Iron Man uh, would always tell him, I love you 3,000. That's what she would tell her dad. I love you 3,000 times. We know what I love you 11,000 means, right? So for many of us, this pandemic is our Pearl Harbor. For the 11,000 Kapamilias who uh, are affected and many of them are affected and losing their jobs, for these Kapamilias, uh, it's losing the ABS-CBN franchise. That's their Pearl Harbor. Many of these 11,000 people who work for ABS, including um, Tina Marasigan, are uh, being retrenched by August 31. These are devastating blows that hit us unaware. We never expected things like this to hit us. And you know, there are people who say, oh yeah, but those 11,000, most of them are contractuals. I said, yeah, you know, they probably are. I'm a contractual, but that's still income. That's still a job that somebody is losing, that a breadwinner is losing. For other people, maybe it's just a sideline, but still that's an income stream that's gone. And so I feel it's an insensitive statement to say na they're just contractuals. Yeah, contractuals are also people who get paid. So these devastating blows, they destroy our peace. They destroyed our dreams. They are destroying our lives. But we can't let it remain to be what the enemy planned for us to become our end. And when I say enemy, I'm not necessarily referring to people in government because ultimately our enemy is in a spiritual realm. The, the evil one is our enemy. What the evil one intends to be our end, well, that's not God's plan. Evil one wants to finish us. Our enemies want to finish us. They want to cripple us for life so that they can go ahead with their own Thanos plans. Or you can let that happen or you can let it remain as the ending of Infinity War and the beginning of Avengers Endgame. So don't give up. Don't give up. I know of a friend. He was struggling in his job. This happened years ago. He was struggling in his job almost every week. His boss would really yada, yada, yada on him. And it was just so painful to watch how he was struggling in his work until finally, I don't know if he quit his job or he was redundated or let go. But you know, I saw that guy. I saw him again. And leaving that job ended up to be the best thing that happened to him because he started to flourish. He was earning more. He had control of his time and he prospered. 
he prospered. And that's my story also. At a certain point of my life, I thought it was the end for me. You know, I lost the only job I knew to do. And I thought that was the end of my life. I lost everything. I lost my business. I lost, I lost my friends. I lost people, you know, um, who were my family. I lost my job. I, lo I lost everything. And what I thought was the end was actually God's way of launching me out into a bigger, bigger, wider field. So whatever you're going through right now, you may be at your rock bottom or maybe you're going to hit it on August 31 or whenever. Uh, just hold on to the Lord. Just hold on to the Lord because He is. He has a wonderful plan. He has a beautiful, wonderful script for your life. I want to end by telling you... Uh, I don't know, is this a fable? I don't know, a fairy tale that I made up. This story was inspired from a homily that I heard from my parish priest, Father Steve Zabala. So there was a kitchen goddess, and the kitchen goddess reigned in kitchen kingdom. Kitchen kingdom was abundant with food. They had the sweetest fruits in all the land and the greenest and leafiest vegetables. They had the best cakes and sweets in the planet and the yummiest viands were also found there in uh, kitchen kingdom. But kitchen goddess had a problem. There were so many flies and cockroaches and ants in her kingdom and it was getting to her. One day, you know, when she was swatting the flies and running after cockroaches with her slippers and she was sighing and uh, she finally gave up and ex she was so exasperated. And just then, just then, woo, her fairy godmother appeared and said that she would grant her one wish. Kitchen goddess, without batting an eyelash, said, I wish that all the flies, cockroaches, and ants, and all the pests would be banished from my kingdom. And the fairy godmother said, your wish is granted. Ching! And just like that, all the bugs and all the pests disappeared. But so did all the sweet fruits all the leafy vegetables, all the yummy cakes and viands and all the cornucopia of food. The pests were there, the flies were there, the ants were there, the cockroaches were there. Why? Because there was an abundance of food in her kingdom. So, Kapamilya, Kabayan, Kababayan, Kapandemic, Katambay, kung wala ka ng trabaho. Walang blockbuster na walang Darth Vader. Okay, there's no blockbuster without Darth Vader. Walang wagi kung walang sawi. There is no abundance without annoyance. There is no global superpower without a Pearl Harbor. Kaya, kapit lang tayo kay Lord. Ang ganda ng ending ng kwento mo. Today, God is saying to you, God is saying to me, I love you, 11,000. I love each of you. And God is telling us, I love you 11,000 times more. Hindi niya tayo papabayaan. Hindi niya tayo papakawalan. So I want to end with a prayer. And this is a prayer that our bishop put in their CBCP letter asking us, asking the faithful to pray and to be vigilant because of what's happening in our country. It's a prayer against violence. It's a prayer against the sinister things that are happening in our country today. And they even mention that we are like frogs 
already sitting in a pot of water that is slowly being heated up. And so our bishops are asking us to pray. And so together, brothers and sisters, I want to invite you. Let's pray this together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be with us, O Lord, our God, as we continue to face the ravages of COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the recent political developments that have deeply divided our country. You know how desperately we need to be united in order to fight a common, unseen enemy that has caused a lot of sufferings and uncertainties, widespread infections and overwhelmed health care system, loss of jobs, hunger, immense losses in business, and loss of lives. We pray for our public servants, our people in government, especially those among them who remain upright and continue to be motivated by a genuine sense of duty and love for our country. Protect them, Lord, and give them the courage to stand their ground on the side of truth and justice. May the crisis brought about by the pandemic bring about conversion and a change of heart in all of us. May it teach us to rise above personal and political loyalties and make us redirect all our efforts towards the common good. May we be guided by your Spirit to respond with mercy and compassion for the poor, the disadvantaged, and the most vulnerable sectors of our society. For we know that what we do for the least of our brothers and sisters, we do for you. Amen. I pray, Lord, for all of my brothers and sisters who are watching this Bible study. I pray, Lord God, that you may grant each of us the faith, the strength, just to hold on, Lord, and to trust. Give us that resilience, that grit, Lord, to keep fighting, fighting, even when it's painful, even when it's hard, even when it's dark, even when we cannot see what lies ahead. We pray, Lord God, that your word may be a lamp unto our feet, just lighting the next step that we need to take. And we thank you, Lord God, because we know that you are a faithful God. And the plans that you have for us are beautiful. It's not to abandon us. It's to bring about the best that you want for each of our lives, even better than what we dreamed of or imagined for ourselves. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters, for joining me here in Hunger Club Fighting. If this teaching has blessed you, we invite you to join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Philippine time on my Facebook page or live on YouTube at Feast Makati District. You can also keep the cycle of generosity going by supporting the Feast Makati District. Simply go to www.myfeastoffering1.com.